Welcome to the e-commerce marketing society podcast, a podcast for women who want to grow their online store or e-commerce brand by improving their marketing. I'm your host, Lisa Byrne, an e-commerce marketing coach for women with 20 years of marketing experience under my belt. I help women increase sales and decrease stress by helping them focus on the right things instead of doing all the things. As well as hearing from me, I gather my favorite women in e-commerce to share their stories of growth and expertise because we all know it takes a village to grow a successful business. Welcome to the society. Let's get focused and have some fun. Welcome back to the podcast. Today we are talking to Anita Seek, the founder of WordFetty, about how important words, words, words are to selling more products for your e-commerce business. And we also talk through some of the predictions that Anita has for 2023 and the world of e-commerce. Now, if you've heard me talk about copywriting in the past, you'll know that I put it up there with one of the most important investments you're going to make in your business, along with photography, a great website, and of course, a product that people rave about. So if you feel like your message is a little bit unclear or you don't know how to perfect that persuasive copy on your website, on your social media, in your emails, today's episode is for you. Now, something else that's so exciting that's coming up that I want to share with you, and in particular, if you are a six-figure e-commerce founder, listen up because I'm currently taking applications for 10 incredible women for my 12-month mastermind, Ecom Scale Strong. It is an incredibly safe, supportive, and high-touch coaching container for women who are already at six figures and are ready to unlock that next level of growth and reach seven figures and beyond. We kick off in April and it's limited to 10 women. So get in touch with me. You can click the link in the show notes to find out all the information or send me a DM on Instagram at Lisa Byrne Marketing. And I cannot wait to hear from you. It's going to be so good. I've got so many juicy and game-changing inclusions in this mastermind. The last time we ran the mastermind last year, three out of the five women hit the 1 million mark before Christmas. It was so exciting. So come along if you're a six-figure founder and you're ready for the support and strategy to unlock that next level of growth, get in touch. Now let's get on to today's episode. Anita, welcome. Oh my gosh, I'm so excited. I'm excited. Because you are an amazing figure in the Australian landscape of female service providers, course creators. I've always been inspired by you and I'm so excited to have you here to, to nerd out. This this podcast is about nerding out. Yes, <laughs> I am here for it. It is going to be fun. Yay. Yay. So please introduce yourself. Oh, okay. Hi. Hi, everyone. So I'm Anita. I am... The founder of WordFetty, I like to say that we like to help brands that don't like to do normal zig when others zag through the power of psychology and words. I'm an absolute geek when it comes to understanding why people buy, why people don't buy, how certain words trigger completely different feelings and emotions. I could say I'd like to work with you, Lisa, or I'd love to work with you, Lisa. Very, mm. very subtle tweet. Romantic. But, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it, 
it kind of adds a completely different feel. And I think that's why I obsess over language and words because it's how we all connect as humans. So yeah, we do what we do through our digital courses and digital products, as well as through our service arm where we actually help brands with their copy and finding their voice and their message and positioning. Oh my goodness. I'm, I'm equally obsessed with words. If, if, People listening, you've heard me talk a million times. If you've taken one of my courses, you've heard me say this a million times. Copy, 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 copy. Like, I don't know about you. Do you come across websites sometimes that have like no copy on the web, on their website? I do all yeah, the time. Yeah. It's like, where are the words, people? Yeah, yeah. Or there's too many words and I'm like, I am worded out. <laughs> yes. my I am ready to hit the escape button. <laughs> yes, massive chunks of paragraphs. No, no. It's all about that. We need some headlines. We need some subheadings. We need yes. some bullet points. Yes, we need to make it easy for the eyeballs. That is so true. So tell us a little bit about your business journey because I'm going to be really selfish here and, and find out more Definitely, about yeah. like how you started because I think, I suspect we started around the same time. What year did you start? So WordFitting was a side hustle first. So I started as a side hustle 2017. Yes, yes, yes. Same yeah. Time. Mm-hmm. So it was a side hustle for a good 10, 11 months. And then I took the leap from my very cushiony corporate government job <laughs> to pursue this full time. So my my journey, much non-linear, many roller coasters and (laughs) like not like the nice roller coaster not like your space mountain like but more like your like screws like yeah what the heck so it was so I I started my journey I guess in I guess work and career wise actually studying law and psychology parents both parents were very strict in the sense that I had to either be like a lawyer or a doctor and I leaned into being a lawyer because Anita didn't like blood, but also there was a stage though, Lisa, that I really wanted to be a vet, but then I realized I had to put animals down oh. and I'm like, I would be the one crying. Oh, okay? and, and a lot <laughs> more like gross things like anal yeah. glands. Oh, <laughs> yes. Yeah. We, yeah, yeah. We went, yeah. Mm-hmm. We went there. So yeah, I mean, so I, I did, I did the, when I became a lawyer, I'm admitted as a lawyer. I did practice for a little bit, but then I moved into policy and legislation strategy work. And to be honest, I look back and I'm like, there's actually a lot of sinks in law and copy, even though law, you write things people don't read until shit hits the fan. But mm. The delicate choice of what you put into a legislation, into a policy, into a regulation, when things go wrong and people read it, even with contracts, right? Employment contracts, whatever contract, when things go wrong, people go to what is written and the delicate choice in how it is written can completely mean different things. And, you know, taking that, that's probably been one of the biggest, I think, I believe, like with any of our career trajectories, yes, it's nonlinear, but on hindsight, there's always a theme. There's always a theme. And I think with that language, words, humans, understanding humans and stories has always been a massive theme throughout my career trajectory. And yeah, I freaking love what I do now. Like, honestly, I love it. Love it. Yeah. Amazing. And it's funny that you say it's like corkscrews because from the outside, brands you know like yourself it looks like it's been this beautiful rise to success but 
you know, you never know what's going on for the founder. And it's the same for e-commerce businesses when mm. they're comparing, like, why is why isn't my brand like a million dollar brand like that one? You don't know how they're doing behind the scenes. And or, the profit. And the profit. And the profit. The profit. The profit a million yeah. dollars does not mean you're gonna get a million dollars in the bank. <laughs> no, no, ma'am, especially yeah, no. with product-based businesses. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, like yeah, it definitely has not been sunshine and rainbows and unicorns it's been challenging actually the last you know this but I I love the challenge that's yeah. the thing I do love the challenge <laughs> I love yes. the challenge I, if you didn't like the challenge it, it would be you need to go find a, corp, a nine to five <laughs> yeah. job you can't work for yourself and so yep. you straddle both worlds of service-based business and e-commerce you help both folks don't you yeah yep, yep. you yep. must yep. be busy it's, you know what, I, I love, and digital courses. So we also help digital course creators with yes, copy course. and strategy and messaging with that. But it's fascinating because it's so different, you know, like when, how you approach writing copy and messaging and uncovering the story for a service-based business owner or a digital course creator or versus an e-commerce brand and product is so different. And I think, you know, with product, I think, you know, with product, there's, it's actually, I would probably say, I wouldn't say it's harder, but I would actually say you have to get more creative with Mm -hmm. it. Which is which is fun. Like I love getting to you know play like create like a completely wild brand voice for mm-hmm. a for a brand which you know you could be essentially selling the same thing with product A product B. But if a brand has this voice and you're just like oh like that's different. Mm-hmm. And I think in in e-commerce you know and you and I have had a conversation about this. It's never has there been more and more competition mm-hmm. in the space. It's very it's. It's hard for e-commerce businesses I can get where you produce a product thinking that you're the only one and then next minute, like within a few months, someone else is producing the same thing at cheaper rate, all of that. That's why Mm. I think getting to the essence and finding that message and being able to create something radically different through what you say, your voice, I think is, is something that has the ability to kind of have you zig when others zag. So true. So true. And in that competitive space, really the only thing that does separate you a lot of the time is how you present the product, your brand, yeah. visual, the how it sounds, how it feels, what it stands for. And that all comes yeah. back to that crafting your plate, your little piece of the pie. Yeah. Not just what you sell, but like how you actually do it yeah. is usually like the secret source, I feel yes. like, in how to really get an e-commerce like, like like a product-based business to stand the heck out. Yeah. And so how do you help brands do that? Yeah. So when it, more so for product-based, yes. I would probably say it's almost like the trifecta of, yes, you've got to know and understand and be obsessed with the problem that the, the product-based business is solving mm-hmm. first. There needs to be an obsession with that problem that you're solving. So that's part one. Part two, I love getting to know why this product was created mm-hmm. in the first place. And that usually goes sometimes hand in hand too, maybe with the problem, mm-hmm. maybe the founder created something because of their own frustration mm-hmm. or something like that. Sometimes it could be something different, but getting to know from not just the founder, but if there's a team, getting to understand everyone's 
point of view and perspective Mm -hmm. in terms of this product and why people kind of come to it. And I think the number three is if there is existing clients getting to really understand why they gravitate towards this and what they're thinking and their decision-making process Mm -hmm. when it comes to buying this, which is collating customer insights, which isn't just through a like an Instagram poll. Mm-hmm. Nothing wrong with an Instagram poll, mm-hmm. but what I mean is I'm talking about actually grabbing their language, actually yes. getting the language that these customers or people who don't end up buying, what are they actually saying about your brand, your product? How does your brand make them feel at the moment when they see it? What are they thinking? Actually grabbing those words mushing it together mm-hmm. as like a trifecta and then really uncovering, well, hang on a second, like, wow, there is a bit of a theme here. But there is someone else in the industry who's wanting to play in this realm. So how can we be different? And I mm-hmm. think it's bringing it together, stripping it apart, and then being like, well, if you want to go here, go global, or if you want to target this audience eventually, then here is how we can be radically different. And I think I personally thrive off the feeling of we want to be something completely different. We Absolutely. don't even, we want to create our own industry almost. Like there's nothing that excites me more when a client or even a student is just like, you know, yep, I know there's other people who create XYZ and ABC, but we want to we want to be like the Dyson of vacuums. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, you say powerful vacuum, you think of Dyson. Mm-hmm. So how can we create that radical differentiation? And I think that can only be achieved when you can get that full perspective, not just from you as the founder or you as the brand manager for this brand, but actually from like a full 360 approach, connecting that to where you want to go and the, the competitors that you've got. And then deciding from that. Yes. That's what I feel like. It's our process that we usually like to take our clients through. And it's actually really, it's really cool. Because I think when for a lot of product-based businesses to actually hear and collate intel from their staff to even their customers and hearing they haven't talked to each other. Like the staff hasn't talked to like the customers from that point of view, but seeing the themes and the same similar wording is very It's sometimes surprising, but also sometimes re- like reassuring. Totally. Yeah, it's yes, it's I love very that. fun. Yes, we in my course we one of the sec- the modules is doing a customer survey, and it kind of sends people scurrying because it's such a scary thing asking for feedback. No, I love it. Love it. Yeah, it's like oh, the we, best. Definitely, because you kind of you. I like get my you know nerdy data mining hat on it's like okay well let's look for patterns what are people saying but when they get past the scary part of it they're like oh my god that was the nicest experience that I've done because my customers told me x y and Z, and and I can't believe it that's why I started this business Mm. in the first place so it's mirroring Mm. back their 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 feelings and it's like okay well that is that's the gold right there Yes, a hundred percent. Yeah. I always, it's usually nerve wracking at first. And Mm. again, it goes back to the chatter of, I don't want to annoy people and Mm -hmm. I don't want to like, you know, like spam them. But it's like, it's almost like this is, if you position that question, right. As in like you position how you ask for the feedback, right. Like people want to share with you and feel like they are co-creating with you as opposed to you being like, can you just fill out the survey? No one wants to just fill out a survey. (laughs) you know like they feel like you're at a shopping center it's just like hi can you just no yeah (laughs) but if you do it and position it in how you you ask for it 
less is just simply like, can you fill out a survey? But more is like, we want to get you, you know, you've been part of our, you know, community for the last X amount of months or years. And we want to hear from you and invite you to be on this co-creation journey with us. People are going to be like, heck yeah, I want to be part of that. Yeah. And I think people genuinely want to help as well. So if you say as a founder, like, can I get your help with something? You know, can yeah. you help me make what we do better for you? They'll be like, absolutely. I'll, I'll help you. I'll, I'll answer five questions. And you just never know what can come from that as well. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Always so much gold. Yeah. And I find, do you find this also working with some smaller businesses who sometimes diminish their amazingness? Yeah, like they've got this maybe brand safe brand and, you know, a little bit of copy, but it's not really like screaming from the rooftops. We do this. This is very special. This is unique. We're pretty amazing at this. Do, do you find that? And you kind of have to pull it out of them? Oh, all, all the time. And I think it's, you know, I see this in all, like e-commerce to service to digital course creators where it's almost like I want to show you what I see. Yeah, like you know, you you know their story. You you feel their passion is just like okay. I want to take this and share it with the world. Yes. but like you can't. I can't do the stories for them. I can't do that for them. Like yes. they need to embody and feel that to be able to talk about it with so much confidence and conviction. Because I always say, if you wobble your audience is going to wobble. Uh-huh. If you are going to do a story and talk about your product and you're just like, hey, guys, that's always the best way to start a story. It's not. But like, hey, guys, I just want to, you know. I'm just like, jumping just, on. I'm just quickly <laughs> jumping on to show you, you know, like how this product, you know, works and like already, like you're wobbling. Like if yep. you wobble, your audience is going to wobble instead of you being like, all right, there is something I need to show you because mm. this is unlike anything we have ever released before. Like it's a completely different feeling. And when people can see it and feel it and feel the words that you're saying, they're like, oh my gosh. Like if she is like, so like unapologetically, like so sure of this and same with like user generated content, if they're just so sure they're going to be like, oh, maybe I should check it out. Absolutely. Um, Yeah. I love that. That that's got to be my favorite tip of the week. If you if you wobble, they'll wobble. It's so true. Yeah. Like believe in your shit. You know, yes. What you have done, what you've created, is you've got the to. best. The that's yep. it. Because if you don't believe it and put it put that energy out there, you know, people are going to scroll on past or click yep. away. So it, it's but you know that it's a journey. It's a journey going from. Oh my gosh, I don't, I don't, I don't, yep. I, I don't have the confidence to hang on a second. I'm amazing. Let's do this. And I think it does. It takes like a little bit of pushing from a coach or someone like you, like believing in their brand so they can borrow that faith and mm. have a get a little bit of that confidence to take that next big step. Sometimes you've got to fake it. Sometimes you've got to fake the confidence. Yeah, a hundred percent. I think it's, and that's the thing. Like, I think until you, sometimes it, it could be a bundle of things. Like you don't want to be too much. You don't want to be too loud. You don't want to seem overly confident because apparently you've been told like grown up that like being too confident is like being too, oh you know, blah. Like, so there's, oh, there's deeper reasons as to why people don't want to send too many emails because it's going to piss people off. Like you've probably been told 
growing up that you shouldn't like talking too much is probably meaning you're all in someone's face or something like that. And I think until, you know, there's definitely an element of, and this is why I'm fascinated by language, because, you know, when you start to really understand how even through your words and your voice and how you communicate a particular message and to your audience through social media, whatever, how that impacts on how people feel about your brand, like that is when, you know, ripples happen. Mm. I definitely, I'll put my hand up now. I used to be that person that would hide behind a screen. I'd be like, no one needs to see me. <laughs> no one needs to see a picture of Anita. Like who's Anita? Let's just be anonymous. Yeah, let's just be <laughs> let's the just, W. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's just be the W. <laughs> Literally. And that was me for a good two years until I finally got some photos done because apparently like it's supposed to like, I'm like, finally, okay, fine. I'll do it. And then that was when our brand just catapulted Mm. and snowballed because people started to, we're human beings, not business beings. Mm -hmm. And as soon as someone is just like, okay, this is not a faceless brand. This is actually a human who, you know, can feel the energy. That is when you do feel like, wow, I'm not just buying this product. I am not just buying like that candle. I am buying like, you know, why that person have mixed that scent to how they do it, how they pour it, where they source, all of that. And that's what I'm buying. You're buying their vision. You're not just buying that product. And that's, yeah, like when we can communicate that, chef kiss. Yes, absolutely. And that actually will, when you're genuinely yourself and showing up even with your quirks and your, you know, unusual backstory or your whatever it is that's that's you people are actually going to be attracted to that and people who aren't into it they're going to be repelled and that's marketing as well like we want to do both we want to bring the the right people in and we want to say hey we're not all for those people that's okay it's it's not a rejection because I'm sure you've heard it before that you know people are buying from you they're not buying like what what it is they're they're by they're vibing with you and wouldn't that be a shame if you continued to hide behind that w the word the world would not have all the glory (laughs) of anita (laughs) oh my gosh but yeah that was definitely a good two years where i did so i get it like i get i get it so it's it's it probably took me a long time to feel comfortable that i think that me and who I am is also like enough to be able to show up because there's always that feeling of for me like who am I (laughs) to kind of talk about this when I've never you know worked at a big brand name agency name name drop name drop like I I, I haven't and I've been very open with our audience with the fact that I don't have like 15 years of big name drop agency experience and I think that was a big hazard cone for me personally yes but now I've just completely celebrated and embraced that because literally our clients tell me they come to Word Fetty and come to us and invest in us because of the fact that we don't necessarily have that and because of my unique background so exactly yeah. and because of you I, I guess you could say mine was that I have never had a product-based business you know who if I was being self you know self negative talk I would be like well who am I to teach product marketing when I haven't had a product business Mm. myself but actually if I had had a product based business I wouldn't be able to be absolutely relentlessly obsessed with learning and being amazing at marketing because that is my genius it's not necessarily Mm. in manufacturing and that's why people come to me because of my marketing 
genius. And that, I'm okay yeah. with saying that. And I'm okay with saying yes. I don't have a product-based business because if I did, I wouldn't be able to give you everything that I've got. But it's just such like a niche, which I love, like it's such a niche, niche kind of way of marketing. There's so many overarching broad marketers to be yeah. able to, e-commerce is a very different way. And I know you and I have spoken about this too, like e-commerce versus digital course versus service-based brand, how you market these are very different, like very different. so different. So I think how you positioned it is like so powerful, like yeah. to actually focus predominantly on e-commerce. Hey, Six Figure Founder, listen up. When it comes to your e-commerce business, you are in it to win it. This is no hobby. This is your future. Let me guess, you've had some big wins and you know you're onto something good. Your first 10K month, done it. Products your customers adore, of course, made your first hire even. But right now, everything still feels so hard and you're exhausted. You somehow are still trapped in the daily grind of doing, even though you feel like you've kind of made it. Maybe you're flying by the seat of your pants, making plans on the fly, answering a million DMs, emails and questions a day, doing everything yourself because it's faster, rushing from one marketing task to the next, always feel like you're doing things half-baked or you're missing out on opportunities because you simply don't have any time and you just feel like no one really gets it. You're exhausted, you're losing steam and you're thinking, surely there's an easier way to hit that next big level of growth, the big seven figures. And you're right, it can be easier and you are so close. The only problem is you're still operating and thinking like a small business, not like the CEO of an e-commerce empire. You need a fresh strategy, you need more support, you need laser-focused attention and a safe space to see, feel and step into your next level of insane growth. We know it takes a village to scale. We simply can't do this alone. Pull up a chair because we need to talk. Imagine if you had a growth strategy in place instead of running around in circles thinking, where am I taking this brand? Imagine if you had a clear marketing campaign and content plan of attack so you could create, delegate or outsource seamlessly and know what you're focusing on every single day. Imagine if you could grow a team of people you trust to bring your vision to life, even if you're currently flying solo. Imagine if you could achieve that seven-figure goal without feeling like you're at breaking point and missing time with your family. Imagine if you could lean on a small but mighty village of women, both experts and fellow founders, to help you overcome every obstacle and leverage every opportunity. Imagine having an overflowing sense of confidence and self-belief because you feel supported and you have a clear plan of attack. Sound good? Then I'd love to invite you to apply for Ecom Scale Strong, the 12-month mastermind for female e-commerce founders who want a profitable and manageable seven-figure brand while still having a life, time, and space to enjoy it. I'm currently taking applications for 10 incredible women who are already at six figures and are ready to unlock their next level of growth with me over a 12-month period. You will be supported with private coaching sessions with me, twice monthly group coaching sessions, team experts and live masterclasses, private Slack channel, an in-person retreat, and so much more. If this sounds like something that would help you gain more confidence and gain a plan to unlock that next level of seven-figure growth, then send me a DM or click the link in the show notes and let's get chatting. Be quick, this offer is only available to 10 people and applications will close March 31st. We kick off in April 
it's your time to unlock that next level of growth. So I want to pick your brain about what you know about e-commerce marketing and in particular, how we can increase conversions. What are the clever, overlooked, easy things that we can do to get more people to check out? Oh, okay. I have so many like thought bubbles. Mm. All right. I'll share three that are top of mind. I think the very is, and hopefully everyone who's listening, who's an e-commerce business owner has this already. I feel like they would if they're your your Mm -hmm. listeners, but abandoned cart sequence. Mm -hmm. If you do not have that, an abandoned email cart sequence, you're literally leaving money like on the table. If you do not have that, that is probably one of the most easiest way that you can make sales in e-commerce. I think the second element is more around your, it really depends on how you, uh, how you look at like an average customer value, like however we want to call it. Like, let's just say you sell candles. We were talking about the Mm -hmm. candles. I think one of the biggest mistakes e-commerce business owners make is just looking at it as just a one-off transaction. Yes. Yes, yeah, like, yes. and, and, and don't get me wrong, like, I, like, there are times when I just buy things as like a one-off, but a lot of the time, again, we're leaving money on the table when we're just purely focusing on more, more, more people to buy this product instead of actually looking at, well, how can we actually resell? How can yeah. we actually maximize the lifetime value of this one customer? Like, candles I love candles I buy so many candles when my husband is just like why do we have more candles it just like there's no candles left because you burnt I'm like yeah and then I'm gonna buy more candles but that's the thing I'm the perfect person for someone to actually target me with like a resell or subscription subscription. I don't know like exactly so I think the second thing I would probably say is for any e-commerce business owner don't just look at just a post here to get that one sale or a social caption or a TikTok thing just for that one sale, consider how you can invite existing customers to buy again Mm. or resell or retain. That would probably be the second element because they've already purchased for a reason. Yeah. And to that point too, when you look at retention and reselling, how you can explore upping the the value of one purchase and there's a number of ways you can go about it so this would probably be the third one like it could be mentioning the minimum dollar figure before you get free shipping and I've seen this as well through some e-commerce businesses where it's like oh if you buy if you just add in 30 more dollars or 50 more dollars then you get free shipping if you get this then you get you get a bonus blah like I've seen there's so many different ways to look about it the final thing that I'll say is not always looking at discounts and this is something that I know works and I know you and I have talked about this too I know discounts work for e-commerce but I also am of the view that you also don't want to discount too much yeah or too often where your consumers are then just expecting that next sale I don't know about you but every single time I walk past EB games I'm just like here we go here we go it's like red (laughs) bright red or there's like this this other store homeware store that's always on sale like always 70% off closing down I'm like are you though like yeah (laughs) are you like and that's the thing I think sales and discounts should be like a like a sprinkle like Mm -hmm. I feel like it should be a sprinkle and it's an approach that I 
I think when like our clients come to us, they are like, oh, so should we do another campaign? Should we do another discount? I'm like, no, let's get creative with it. Like there's so many different ways that you can drive sales without having to discount. Like you can do, we've got a client at the moment who is in e-commerce through Christmas Instead of, she used to do discounts. She used to every single time do discounts. But at this time round, we're doing a completely different campaign without discounting where she's doing a hero feature of a particular product within her collection. She sells toys. Within a particular, she actually stocks 12 types of like toy brands and a hero feature of each of them. So we're talking about her product. We're just talking Mm -hmm, about the mm -hmm. offers and why we selected it. And with each purchase, people get like a bit of a bonus, which we're not even telling them what it is. Some of them are going to get vouchers and it's a like a surprise. Like some of them mm. are going to get a complimentary gift with it, which what I mean by that is if you sell like a, let's just say you sell pillowcases, sorry, you yeah, pillowcases, for example, you could potentially as a gift do like pillowcase covers or if you sell sheets for beds, instead of doing a discount, you can be like, if you buy this, you can get pillowcases. A gift with purchase. Yeah. Right. So instead of always discounting, sometimes just talking about the offer, talking about the product, like doing like a full-on collections spotlight on it, Mm. she's still making lots of sales right now over the the break without having to discount. So, yeah, that's probably the third third one that I had. Yeah, I like that. (laughs) For sure. Gift with purchase is such a great way to not only boost sales and and delight your customers, Mm -hmm. but also to boost the average order value because you can say spend over $150, then you get the bonus pillowcase. So it's making everybody happy. That's a good one. And I love how, you know, the focus on increasing your customer lifetime value or your returning customer rate, because I think I Look, I don't know if this is the perfect stat, but 80% of your revenue is going to come from 20% of your customer base. Yeah. For those yep. guys that are buying from you, that switch your focus to them instead of chasing mm-hmm. new customers, new customers, new customers. Chasing new yes. customers is a strategy, but only if you need it. First, you know, bump up your returning customer rate because those guys are going to buy more often. They're going to buy easily. They're going to buy more and they're going to tell more people. Tell all their friends about you. Yes. Mm. Uh Uh-huh. Jackpot. So it's like the, when you only have like say two, three hours in in a week to dedicate to working on your e-commerce business and you have the choice of what I would be like, look at your existing clients, love them up, find a way (laughs) to love them up. Yeah. That's just like the trifecta win, like the way you, increase it for yourself where you love them up and they tell friends about you and they're going to continuously rebuy. So yeah. Yeah. Everybody wins. And what is your take on product descriptions? Cause it's Ooh. quite often the poor old product description. It's like the, the what's that saying? The, the stepchild it's, <laughs> you know, I find that everyone's so exhausted by the time it comes to putting the, the product page up that it gets like a couple of little sentences and it's very sad. It's not doing any selling. You know, it literally describes the product like it's a pink cup. But, <laughs> but for me, like the this is where the sale happens. This is crunch yes. time. This is, is where we're going to boogie. Yeah, yeah, what, yeah, yeah, yeah. This is how much time. Yeah, hammer time. 
<laughs> you can tell it's Friday afternoon. What's your take on product? Like what's some good tips? What do you yeah. go to? I'm very aligned with what your, you know, your viewpoint of it. It's, I personally think it's probably the most underrated, but also the most important. It's the final place before someone heads out to car. Mm. Like, so there, like, I think there's, you know, tip wise, you don't want to just describe like it's a pink cup that is made out of <laughs> blah, blah, blah. Like, yeah. 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 Like, cool. You can put that into like your bullet points, but like, give people a taste of what it could feel like and look like to get that product. Like if it has a smell to it, like give people a full on sensory experience Mm -hmm. of what it actually looks like to have that product in their world and in their life. And, you know, even with clothes, like giving people a bit of a glimpse in terms of where they could wear this and how it could Mm -hmm. feel and all of that. Simply describing, for example, a dress like, oh, it's a A shape with, you know, made out of cotton and it's just boring. Like, cool like cool (laughs) and I think that's the first thing I would probably say like give people a vivid sensory experience when Mm. it comes to reading a product description it's the final thing give them give them a taste of what it's going to look like and feel like so they're like wow yeah I cannot hit that add to cart button fast enough totally (laughs) add to cart times 10 yes (laughs) I'll get in all different colors right so that's, I think, the first one. I think the second one is you've got to combat objections. Mm-hmm. Here is when people are going to be like, yeah, but, yeah, but maybe like, nah, like maybe I just don't need this insert, I don't know, whatever it is. I'm, oh, maybe, maybe I don't need it. Maybe I can buy for cheaper. Maybe I, whatever the objection is for that particular product. Again, in that product description, in the bullet point, somewhere in there, if it's you're selling an ethical, sustainable product and they're probably questioning, but is it though? Like people are skeptical mm-hmm. now when people when people see brands claim that they want to know, but what do you mean by ethical? What do you mean by sustainable? Give them that, like give them that reassurance that they need to know that this is the right decision. So that, again, depends on the product, but combat objections in your product description because, again, that is the final point before they're ready to hit out to cart and they're mm. like, oh, yeah, maybe, but nah, maybe not. Mm. Yeah. I, 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 I totally agree. And I find, do you think with objections, people, I know clients and students automatically think that, okay, people aren't, aren't going to buy because of the price, whereas actually I don't think price has a lot to do no. with it. It's, no. a, it's about, okay, do I need it now? Is it going to work? How? you know, should I trust the results? Yeah. You know, what will it look like on me? Yep. Am I worthy of it? Like humans don't necessarily think price straight away. Yes, some do, but it's yep. actually the the like psychological side of it. Yeah. That's this, your- this conversation fascinates me. Yeah. Mm. This conversation fascinates me because when someone says this is outside of my budget, this is too expensive or this is too much, this is not a price issue, like you mm-hmm. said. This is a communication issue and a prioritization issue where they haven't connected the value. This is a you haven't communicated the value enough mm-hmm. <laughs> issue. It's a value problem. Truth bomb. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm. So if you haven't, if you haven't actually clearly communicated of the va- the why this, why now, why you, and if you haven't communicated that, they'll be like, yeah nah, this is outside of my budget Mm. or this is too expensive because they've attached it to their mind. Each of us do this, actually, when we buy something. We have this idea that, I don't know, like a a picture frame is worth this much. 
But until you tell me otherwise and tell me why this is actually worth more, maybe it's in the fact that each of these picture frames are actually handcrafted or X, Y, Z, and it's made out of, I don't know, with some type of thing that you can only get in freaking Antarctica. I don't know. Yeah, I'm just making yeah. this up. But, <laughs> <laughs> but until you can communicate that to me, I am going to have a set value to how much I'm willing to spend for a photo frame. Totally, so totally. When someone doesn't, when someone says it's too expensive or it's a price issue, it's because you haven't communicated the value enough. And it's a more of the fact that they, because you haven't, they're not prioritizing it. Yeah. And they're not, they're not believing it. If you haven't put the data forward, yeah. they're not believing it. And it comes down to brand positioning too. Like if you're, if you're going to, go for the higher end like heirloom wooden kids toy or whatever and it's a $200 thing and yes you can get it $20 at Kmart you have to really commit to mm-hmm. why this product is worth this but it's not just the the copy on the product page it's your whole brand experience you yeah. can't have a crappy website when you're trying to sell a $200 thing a hundred percent yes 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 mm. Yeah, it's the whole 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 experience too. You also don't want to feel like that you've got to you get like 10 million pop-ups while you're about to check out like when for something it needs to align like 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 you said. It needs to the whole entire brand experience needs to align especially for e-commerce online and offline. Yeah. And I'm and that good segue into my next question for you which is about good old Instagram because I know mm. you know you talk a lot about captions and and copy how important is it Mm, well I mean I'm biased but (laughs) (laughs) I mean I think Instagram without words is just an attention grab because you can have the best reel, you can have the best story, you can have the best graphic, you can have the best carousel but without words it's just an attention grab and I, I, yeah, I was going to say, Lisa, I, I hear so many people being like, oh, but, you know, video is a thing now, like captions don't matter as much. But yeah, think about it. Like without words, what what is that real going to do? <laughs> Where are you directing that audience? They're just going to chill watching it and scroll next, right? Yeah. Totally. It takes like a, a passive experience of watching a video into an action-driven thing. Like I'm going to seek more information from the yeah. copy because the video is really pretty much just capturing their attention. Your copy is where it's going to convert them into the next step. Where if, if, yep. is it going to get them to click your link in bio? Is it going to collect, yep. get them to go secure an offer? Yeah. So copies matter. I mean, captions matter. Yes. Well, it's what's going to drive them off the platform. That's true. We, <laughs> yes. That's that one thing. Otherwise, it's just going to chill there and just going to be like, yeah, cool. That was, a, yeah, I've seen I've seen her real cool. Next. And I've done that so many times to people as well where it just, it excites. Yeah, cool. Like that, that makes sense. But it doesn't make me want to click more. Like I'm just mm-hmm. like next, next, next. Yes. So captions on Instagram is one thing. Where else is it important to have that really compelling converting copy? for an e-commerce brand? I would probably say your packaging. Mm. I think that is underrated, but I think if you can really nail the message, like the, the, the message and the words on your packaging, and yes, it needs to be pretty and beautiful and all of that, but if you can really get really smart and strategic with the words on your packaging, people will take a picture of that and that can also communicate again, like, your point of difference and make people want to share it. Like actually it's easy to buy a product and then it arrives and you're like, cool. Like I love that candle. I love this. I love that. 
But if you can really using words and people love the unexpected. So if mm. you can really create something that is unexpected through words on your packaging, people will take a picture of it, share it and be like, oh my gosh, how clever. And guess what? User generated content. Yes. And that goes for, I guess, what's inside the box as well. Yes. I, yeah. All of it. All of it. I got a, I shared on my stories the other day, I bought a non-alcoholic gin and I was so looking forward to this gin because I'd been wanting to try it for ages and I opened the box really excited and there was absolutely nothing inside the box and it was an unbranded box too and it it was a big disconnect from the online experience because the online experience was like fancy and cool and fun and then it just went when I got yeah so it just goes to show that you do have to carry that experience through and it's a massive opportunity to create excitement, but to sell again, yes. like back to your earlier point, sell again. Yeah, a hundred percent. Yeah. I love, yeah. I mean, I love being able to, I mean, as a consumer myself, like when I get like a really nice, like product experience and I'm like, oh my God, that's so clever. Great copy. Like, yeah. and I will take a picture of it and yeah, it's, it builds on the experience and actually invites more reselling retention, all of that. Yeah. Yeah. Brand experience matters. Okay, so what are your scenes we are coming into a new year? What are your predictions for 2023 for e-com? What do you want oh. to see? I okay, the first thing that I'm going to predict for e-commerce businesses is the fact that we're going to see more just founders just showing up instead mm-hmm. of just simply just more people more humanness to products i think it will begin to whether or not it's through social media content i think there will be more humanness in in e-commerce products because yeah. as we've been talking about there's just so much which which is hard for e-commerce a lot of just literally people copying the same Mm -hmm. product but that's the one thing that is going to be very hard to replicate people can mimic mimic your product people can mimic your website but people cannot mimic your story it is your one monopoly so the more and more humanness we can inject into a product the more it is going to be uncopyable yes I love that yeah I think humanness yeah, the second thing, which kind of goes hand in hand with humanness, I think that I'm predicting not just for e-commerce, but I think overall for online business is the power of actually community. Mm-hmm. I think community has always been a thing. I personally believe for us at WordFed is what's built our brand. And I think moving to 2023, but also beyond, especially with you know, online world and all of that in the last couple of years, I think real human to human community and creating a sense of community is going to be what's going to invite reselling, retention and people being loyal to a brand, feeling part of something. So whether or not that's through marketing, social media, copy, your website, like feeling part of a brand, I think will be a deeper focus, whether or not it's creating a TikTok dance reel to invite. But that's the thing. That's exactly what TikTok does. When you create a viral reel or a dance, that's bringing a community together. Like, so true. So I think that would be another element that could be through a very out-of-the-box campaign. And I, I don't know, I think the third maybe prediction, but also just my hope is just more 
care in terms of not just not just the people buying experience but when things don't go to plan I think when delivery delays have been obviously a big, you know, big thing or with e-commerce brands, I think just extra care when things don't go right, being able to approach things with grace when things don't go right. Because I think nowadays consume, because again, because there's so many other options, people can just jump ship and just shit, like literally just go to another brand. The ability to actually make sure a client who's experiencing a bad experience still having a good experience, I think, is going to be key as well. Totally. And, you know, price increases as well. Like, I think there's a lot of inflation at the moment. Being able to communicate that with integrity. And if if you've done the second step that you suggested, community, once you're part of a community and you love a brand, you don't care really if, no. if their price is going to increase or if their if their product turns up two weeks late. Yeah. You're going to be like, that's cool. I love you anyway. And yes. Because you've brought them into that community. I, I totally agree. And some of my most successful clients have focused a lot on community. And it, mm. it's, it takes a lot, doesn't it? It takes a lot to, okay, run a business, but also care and foster something that isn't necessarily related back to your product. Like, for example, Anna from Lunchbox Mini, she's got a Facebook group. She goes live. She does amazing content helping mums, you know, pack better lunches. But her business has grown ridiculously because of it. She focused mm-hmm. on community. Yeah. yeah. So not so so under yeah to your point like so underrated because of the fact that there people don't think that there is a direct correlation to Mm -hmm. it but the thing is at the heart of who we are as humans we when you're faced with five exactly the same types of products that is always going to be the one thing that's going to pull you towards a brand when you feel like there is that emotional connection to it and when you have people at the heart of it just wants to be seen and heard yep and if yeah. you can create, use community to actually, you know, invite your audience to co-create the product, make them feel like their voice matters, like that is going to transcend any type of, you know, random sales campaign because people just want to, they just want to be seen, heard. I want to be seen, heard, respected mm-hmm. when it comes to buying something. I don't want to just feel like a number or a transaction. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah, I feel like I'm excited by it because I think it's, that's why social media was created technically, but it's it's there to strengthen relationships, not replace it. So That's it. And I think that's at the heart of marketing. Like if you are a brand that struggles with marketing or feels like it's too selling, selly for you, just maybe it's a shift in mindset that you need to take. Like it's helping people, it's connecting yeah. stories, it's it's solving problems. And maybe 2023 is the year that you can go into marketing from a different perspective, community. Yes. Yep. Content, yep. story, connection. <laughs> yes, a hundred percent. Yes. Amazing. Well, where can people get more of your word petty <sighs> love? How can people work with you? Yeah, come play. You can find us at Word Fetty on Instagram. You can find me at Anita Seek, A-N-I-T-A-S-I-E-K. And I also have a podcast. You can have me in your ears, which Lisa's going to be on an episode on as well, Brand Fetty. So we can continue this ear relationship there. Yay. Thank you so much for joining me. It's been a pleasure. 
Thank you, Lisa. I appreciate you. Thanks for tuning into another episode of the e-commerce marketing society podcast. If you'd like to keep getting juicy marketing goodness into your ears each week, hit subscribe so you never miss an episode. Plus, I'm, of course, so grateful for a five-star rating and review, which means I can keep supporting you through this podcast. If you'd like to be a part of one of my programs this year, either Ecom Grow Strong or Ecom Scale Strong, head over to my website, lisaburn.com.au and get in touch with me there or over on Instagram at lisaburnmarketing. And I cannot wait to chat with you. Love, love, ooh.